Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Man, we're getting close to Christmas here. It's one of the best times of the year. I saw a quote from Tim Hall, and he said, One of the best times of the year, as long as you don't weaken. And I can't agree more. There's a, a Christmas slothfulness that can set in where you just sit on the couch. I'm not talking about Christmas Day, but like the four weeks leading up to Christmas and the, and the two weeks after where you're just in this December sleepy time mode. So um, use the time off uh, as a time to to build yourself, to get yourself built up, to uh, study, to do things that you've been putting off and um, see yourself come into the new year strong. Amen. Uh, Isaiah fifty four seventeen says, No weapon that is formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me, says the Lord. I really like this verse because the first statement of it is one we all know, right? No weapon formed against you shall prosper. But it starts with the end first, and then it actually gives you the how-to right after that, if you read it carefully. It starts with, like in the same way we read in the book of Revelation, and we understand how, we understand the end. We know that the earth is going to be renewed with fire, right? There'll be a new heaven, new earth, right? We know the rapture is going to take place, and then the seven years of tribulation, and then and then we know that the judgment of the nations will take the thousand-year reign, right? And we know the, the these things that are going to happen, but before that, we get a... Uh, a par- the Bible is is a big part of it is a book of instruction to tell us how to live lives that please God. There should be no guessing when it comes to salvation. You should know, hey, I live a life according, I've read the word. Lord, you should be able to pray, Lord, there's nothing in the word that you've told me to do that I'm disobeying. There's nothing that I'm knowingly disobeying. And if there is, <laughs> then get it right. But the scripture says, there's no weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that shall rise against you in judgment, you shall condemn. Everyone say me. Me, I shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants, the Lord, and the righteousnesses of me, says the Lord. You know, as a minister, I get, especially doing healing school, but I get the opportunity to see people who've allowed their their doctrine, who've allowed their disappointments, who've allowed the the tragedy in their life to settle them into this place of not pushing forward. But I need you, I need every single listener to activate your faith. I need you to be a person who opens your mouth. I need you to be a person that steps into a place of action. You know, Christianity is a decision to do the things of God. There's 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 so many people that allow life to happen to them. But Christianity is God saying, hey, I've sent you my son so you can have salvation. I've rescued you out, but I'm giving you the power to, to do what it takes to make it to heaven and also to live victorious on the earth. The Bible says... Uh, In John 1, to as many as believed him, to them gave he power to, to become the sons of God. You know, there's a difference between children of God and sons of God. Children of God are ones who are all, Christians are all children of God, but sons of God have matured. They've grown up. The Bible says that all creation waits and groans for the revelation of the sons of God. When you're born again, you don't automatically grow. But many people sit in a place where they just, they, they, and you can spend so much time learning and not actually activate your faith for yourself. Smith Wigglesworth said, 
Yielding is the key to everything. I'm paraphrasing, right? Because I don't have it in front of me. Yielding is the key to everything. He said you could spend all day praying and learning, but if you don't yield to the Holy Spirit, there'll be no growth. It's up to you to put into action what you've heard. I need you to become people of praise. I need you to become people who get loud and praise the Lord. I need you to become people who who open up your mouth when times get tough and begin to speak the solution. Many people have this mentality of like, oh, I go to a good church, so I'm good to go because I have a good preacher that can help me. Oh, you know, put me on your prayer request. You shouldn't be a burden. And and I'm saying, listen, if you're going through something, get someone to agree in faith with you. Get godly counsel. I'm not talking against godly counsel. I'm not talking about against the prayer of agreement. Those are all biblical things. You should always be in a place where you're getting godly counsel. You should always be submitted. The things you get counsel for may change, right? If you're in a situation and you're like, hey, you know, I've got this this girlfriend and she's not really a Christian, but I really like her and I'm praying she gets saved. I'm in Bible school and I want to serve the Lord. We've been dating for four years. No, she hasn't gotten saved in all four years we've been dating. You know, the godly counsel would say, it's time to end that. If you really are serious about serving God, it's time to end that relationship with them because they're not headed in the same direction. And if it's been four years and they're still not, you can pray for them from afar, but you don't have to date them to bring them in the kingdom of God. So godly counsel. But 10 years later, you shouldn't still be asking the same question. You know, I'm dating this other girl now and she's not like you should have grown up to understand, hey, stop dating people who don't love Jesus, right? Like get a different group of friends. You shouldn't be getting counsel for the same thing. That's what it talks about to maturing. But many people hear the word of God and they don't, your mouth is such a key. They never activate their mouth on their part. You can read a scripture like this, every tongue that shall rise up against you in judgment, you shall condemn, not the preacher whose church you go to. It's not the responsibility of your pastor to every Sunday get up there. It's his job, yes, to encourage you. It's also his job to rebuke you, but it's not his job to carry your weight spiritually. There's many people who've never who've never even praised God before. And if it is, it's, Lord, I just want to thank you. Man, I need you. I need you to become a person of praise. Well, you know, that's not really my personality. I'm kind of just a quiet person. I, you know, I had this conversation. I heard someone talk about personality. Oh, you know, I'm this personality, so I've got an addictive behavior. And, you know, we tend to be more like depressed people. and It's like, you're not that personality. You're a child of God. I want to tell you that any personality test that you've taken, you don't believe that over the word of God. You're not Irish first and then a Christian. You're not Puerto Rican first. Oh, my whole family, we just got attitudes. We're Puerto Rican. We got anger problems. No, you're a Christian. And the Bible says, and be angry and sin not. So you don't align your mouth with who you were, with your nationality, with your addiction. You don't align your mouth with your family heritage. Whose family are you? I've been born of God. I don't care if my mom was the, what my mom got into. 
I'm not, I don't take my personality from my mom. I take it from my father, my father, God. You know, that's the great equalizer of the gospel is that you may have come, you know, people do these uh, ancestry things and they try to figure out, you may have come from three, four, gen, couple generations ago, the person, Lee Harvey Oswald, the person who killed the president, right? You, the person who killed, well, supposedly, right? He, he may be in your family line. What about the one who killed, uh, Abraham Lincoln, right? So you have these people that, that you have these people who you, people could be ashamed, man, I came from a heritage of bank robbers and drug dealers, you know, whatever. That doesn't matter. That's the equalizer of the gospel, that it doesn't matter where you came from. God becomes your father. We don't know people after the flesh. The world may judge that way, but I'm of my father, God, and he gave me a brand new slate. But it's up to you to start aligning your mouth with who you are, not your personality, not your lineage, not your history, not even none of those things. I'm a child of God. I've been bought with a price. I'm full of the love of God. I'm full of compassion. I need you to activate your faith. And I believe we have many people listening to this podcast that are people of faith. But if put, make praise a part of your daily life. Rejoice in the Lord always. You know, I'm just kind of a ha- glasses half full person. If I was being honest, I would tell you I'm just not really allowed boisterous type. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always. There is no asterisk of dependent on personality. Rejoicing should be a part of who you are. Joy should be should be seen on your face. I need you to be full of joy. Why? Because I see what happens down the line. I see when people are 40, 50, 60, 70, and they've allowed, they've never activated their faith. When they heard the word of God, they never put action to the word of God. Or if they did, they didn't continue in the word of God. Jesus said in John 8, 32, if you continue in my word, you're my disciples indeed. But they've never kept that active. And then I see what happens and discouragement comes in. And then they can sit in the world's best preaching. And then you ask them, how are you doing? Well, you know, I guess I'm doing okay. It's like, what do you mean? You, you, you're a Christian? No Christian has the, has the, is allowed to say, I guess I'm doing okay. You're a child of God. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. You could be going through the hardest time of your life, and there's still reason to praise God. He's still got you in his hand. He's still seated on throne. He's still got a home in heaven for you. Rejoicing, joy, thanksgiving, they're parts of the life of the Christian. And I need you to activate your faith. I need you, once you listen, I need you to pause this podcast and give the Lord a shout of praise, like loud, unless it's three o'clock in the morning and the whole family's asleep and then you're excused. But praise God. Well, I'm just, that's just not really anything I've done before. Well, let today be the day. Is God good today? Is God worth it today? Man, I want to tell you, as you release a shout of praise, you'll feel the, feel the anointing rise up on the inside of you. Man, what one shout can do, how it can make the walls of Jericho come down. Some of you just need to shout your problems out of your life. You've been too timid. You've spent too much time thinking about your problems, thinking about solutions. When if you just say, God, I'm casting my cares on you. Father, take care of this for me and let out a shout, let out a praise, turn around and praise God, but actually do it. Don't listen to another message about praise. Actually praise the Lord. Take, take some time. I need you. 
Because what I can't, I listen, I need, we need every soldier we can get. What I can't have is that in 15 years from now, you haven't acted on the word of God and you're living defeated and the devil has, has got a grip on your mind. And I'm not trying to scare you here. That's not the purpose for this. This is to encourage you because there are people who hear preaching and they think somehow they have to feel some certain way. Oh, you know, other people, it's just easier for them to praise. They had a better upbringing. I wasn't raised in the right home. You know, I was abused when I was young. I understand all those things, but it doesn't change the fact that God is still God. And, and and your decision, your faith is an action. It's a decision to say, I'm going to act on the word of God. Faith is action. I need you to become a person of praise. I need you to become a person of joy. Well, I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to be a person of joy. Well, get in the, the word. What does the word say? The word says, first of all, just rejoice always. Lord, I thank you and and engage your heart when you do it. I'd rather you praise God for 30 good seconds with all of your heart than a timed thing that you do just out of tradition. Engage your heart when you do it. Lord, you're so good. Lord, if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be saved. I'd be headed for destruction. But God, you saved me. Lord, you said it's appointed unto men to die once, and after that's the judgment. But Christ came to bear the sins of many. Father, I thank you that you bore, you, you sent Jesus to bear my sins so that when I stand before you, I can have boldness. Lord, I just want to lift up my song. I just want, like, do it with your whole heart. Your faith will activate, but do it for no other reason that God is good. God is good. God is good. God is, I need you in this. We need every member of the body fully engaged. You know, there's a difference. I was reading this book on Christ the healer, and he he listed in the back reasons why people don't get healed. And he started talking about corporate prayer. And he said, you know, many people struggle to get their healing because there's not an atmosphere conducive to their health. There's not an atmosphere conducive to their faith. He said, the, in the in the New Testament, the reason why in the book of Acts, the reason why they saw so many healings wasn't just because there was one person who was full of faith. It was because of the whole church was unified. They were praying. Acts 4 talks about how they come back together after they were threatened and they prayed and they said, Lord, uh, Lord, give us boldness and confirm your word with signs following in the place where they prayed. And it says they were all with one accord. The place where they prayed was shaken. The, the, the guy in the, writing this book, F.F. Um, F. Bosworth, said, you know, many women are trying to get their healing, but their families don't support them. Oh, you, you're belie- you believe that God will heal you still? And so instead of have people that encourage them, they have people that discourage them, that are talking against their faith. And you may live in a home like that. You may be in a home where your f- family doesn't serve God, where you're the only one. And that's why it's important to get around, be in the right church, get around the right people, but begin to be a person. I'm going to be a person who's a part of the body of Christ. I'm going to act on the word. If I see in the word that I'm supposed to do it, I'm going to do it. I need you to tithe, not because you're tithing to me. We don't take up offerings on this podcast. We don't ask you. I've never given my website out so you can go and give to, to, to our ministry. That's not what this is about. We do this because we want to see you grow. I need every single person. I need every person. You have a realm of influence that I don't. You have friends that I don't. So really, this isn't about you sharing our podcast because people, people are going to listen. Unchurched people are going to listen for a few minutes and just be like, 
oh, he's talking about that. He's talking about Christianity. Nah, I'm not interested. But I need you full of the life of God, not down. I can't have you discouraged. So whatever it is, I need you to get past it. I need you to overcome it. Whatever hang up from the last breakup, I need you to get past it. Lord, I gave you my life. Heal my heart. Lord, you're the one who binds up the brokenhearted. Lord, you restore my soul. Lord, do the work. I need you full of the life of God. I need you full of the strength of God, full of the health of God, full of the word of God, encouraging your friends. Man, many people, they need you to be their friend that's encouraging them. They need you to be their own personal podcast to encourage them. You can do it. You're full of the love of God. You can go into that darkness in your family and see light light come and lives change. But it begins with acting on the word of God. The decision comes from you. If the word says it, I'm going to do it. Uh, Philippians 3.1 in the Passion Translation, it says, never restrain your joy. Never restrain your joy. You know, Romans 1 talks about people who hear the word, but they don't acknowledge God. When they see God, they don't acknowledge him. And it says they trade the truth of God for a lie. And then it talks about the sin that comes. And this is for non-believers. But when they see the works of God, they don't acknowledge God. And that's where they end up with idols and all this stuff. But many Christians are in the same thing. They, 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 they get inspired. You know, they, they realize they have these moments. Man, look what God has done for me. Man, he deserves praise. But then their intellect steps in and says, well, you know, you're not really that type. You're homeschooled. Your parents didn't raise you that way. I don't care if you have the most introverted introverted personality. I need you to become a person of praise. I need you to become a person of faith. I need you that when you're ne- the next problem arises, that you speak, that you, when it says no weapon formed against you shall prosper, every tongue that rises up in judgment against you, you shall condemn. What does that look like? All right, a problem comes. Lack comes. Well, all I know is the Bible says that God shall supply all my needs. So what do I do? I speak to the lack this attack on my finances, I bind you now in Jesus' name. I command it to stop. Money, I call you in in the name of Jesus. Money, come to me. Seed that I've sown produce a harvest in the name of Jesus. Or whatever it is, anything that's an attack, if the devil accuses you, the devil's the accuser of the brethren. If he says, if he accuses you and you feel bad for things you did years ago that you've repented of, no, I'm not, you stand up out loud. No, I'm not taking this. Maybe don't do it in a Walmart, in the middle of a Walmart with people around. But but in the same way, if you're standing there and you overhear someone talking about you, that person, you know, they, I know them, I've seen them on the news, they cheated, they're this person. You'd be like, no, I'm not that person. That's not who I am. When the devil accuses you, no, I'm not who I was. Those sins have been washed away. They haven't been covered. They've been washed away. I'm white as snow. Devil, you shut your mouth. You've got no hold on my life. I belong to Jesus. I need you full of faith. I need you full of life, full of joy, full of the word. Let your days of joy begin today. You're not waiting on God to give you joy. Wholehearted people who do the word of God have joy. It's an earmark of Christianity. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. I love you. I'll see you on the next podcast.